You are listening to the All of the Above podcast hosted by yours truly, John DeRudras, and by my co-host, Vincent Haddon. Let's get started in three, two, one. Let's go. I've been through the pain and the sorrow, the struggle is nothing but love, nothing but love. A soldier, a rider, a man, a survivor, and all the above, 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 all the above. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the All the Above podcast. This is John Drudris, uh, one of your co-hosts um, and one of the co-hosts. Uh, this is a solo podcast. Uh, Vince, my co-host, put out two of his own, so I'm going to throw out one um, right now, and it's going to be an intro to to me. I thought giving you all a better idea about who I am, a little bit of background, um, would you know, giving you context about me uh, would just really educate you and just you know. I just want y'all to learn about us uh, since you've heard our opinions on some things, but never don't really know us, you know, entirely don't really know our backgrounds, where we're from all this stuff. Um, so yeah, so well, you know, I got to say welcome to the all the above podcast. Um, I would love if you are listening to this right now to subscribe or follow uh, us on social. So on Instagram, it is all the above social on Twitter. It, it is ATA social and I have to check our TikTok. We're going to put out a lot of good TikTok content once Vince gets his webcam. Um, I'm still waiting for that man to do it. So uh, got to wait for him. Uh, let me check the handle on that because we've kind of stopped uh, posting at the current moment simply because we don't have um, just, I want to put out video content from the actual podcast, uh, like funny moments, you know, funny cl- uh, clips or quotes or something dumb that Vince says or something dumb that I say or something really smart that we both say, whatever it may be. Uh, we're going to put that out on video content. We're going to upload it to YouTube as well. Get out our the podcast on as many platforms as we can. So uh, t- on TikTok, it is all the above podcast. So uh, yeah, I'm going to give a little bit of background on me, then go to some of my interests and what I'm doing now. And then I want to talk about a book that I'm reading. Um, that's kind of my agenda. So background on me. Uh, I was born on uh, February 24th, 1999. Um, I am at the end of the 90s baby generation. Um, I've come to kind of accept the fact that I am not entirely a true 90s baby, um, even though I may fight it um, with depending on the company. Um, but I have kind of come to terms that I'm not a, really a 90s baby, even though I, I am born in 99. I was born on the front end of 99, you know, still end of it. Um, but yeah, born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I uh, went to, uh, well, let me back up more. I was born born uh to with to the parents of john anthony drudris uh, my late father and my mom um teresa lynn jennings drudris um shout out to my mom and uh yeah born here and and raised so uh grew up in uh in a catholic household uh my entire life went to catholic uh middle school uh or pre-k really so pre-kindergarten and kindergarten all the way through first through eighth grade at saint edward elementary school in nashville and then went to a Catholic high school uh, called Father Ryan in uh, Middle Tennessee. So uh, from there, yeah, that's kind of my, my school journey that went to UT and all that stuff. So yeah, in, uh, in middle school, um, I was kind of a weird kid, um, kind of friends with really everybody. Um, and uh, I was a Cub Scout for a couple years. 
uh, which was fun until I realized I love basketball more. So I started playing basketball instead. Uh, loved that, played basketball third through eighth grade, um, won the JV championship my seventh grade year, made it up to varsity, was actually the last pick uh, for the varsity team uh, my eighth grade year. And we actually won the varsity championship that year. Um, and yeah, so then uh, I was in band as well, played the trumpet. That was uh, something that was, I mean, I guess interesting at the time. You either had to choose between music class, which was like singing and choir and whatever. Um, actually, no, I take that back. You had to choose between either choir or band. And I chose band and I chose trumpet. I don't know why I didn't choose guitar because I love guitar and they just had a guitar program there. So like, doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but yeah, played basketball, played trumpet. Um, through my eighth grade year. Then once I got to high school, I uh, really wasn't good enough for the high school basketball team. Uh, had to come to the realization of that. So I became the manager. Uh, and then that was my freshman year. Then I realized, you know, basketball is not going to work out. So I picked up something else. I picked up bowling and I picked up theater, which is odd. So I've done a lot of different things, uh, really kind of fueling my creative side there with theater um, and whatnot. So uh, first semester of my sophomore year of high school, Father Ryan uh, joined the bowling team, and I ended up making the team off of a complete joke. I, I, I literally went and joined the bowling team because uh, two of my friends, um, Alex Friels and J.P. Burr, uh, shout out to them, uh, they, uh, they were like, hey, John, let's just go try out. And I'm like, okay. And uh, I used my dad's ball and ended up making the team, and I'm like, all right, I may be kind of good at this. My dad was a great bowler, and I was like, maybe I just have it in the genes. So, um, yeah, ended up bowling. And then that spring semester, I joined theater, which was, at the time, something I did not expect to do. But my friends were kind of in there, uh, Brandon and Harlan, uh, Brandon Owens and Harlan Gatewood. And at the time, uh, well, my ex, my girlfriend at the time, but now my ex, uh, she, she wanted me to join, and I joined. Um, and you know, fast forward a little bit to my junior year, I was, uh, uh, well fast forward through my high school career. I ended up becoming captain of the bowling team and finishing seventh in state in the entire state. Um, and in theater won a couple different all-star tech awards. I actually became, um, a tech leader in, uh, in high school. So, uh, yeah, that's a little bit about me in high school. Um, and, uh, when I was really thinking about colleges and whatnot, I was like, okay, what do I want to do? Um, I liked computers. I liked all that stuff. So I was like, Hmm, why don't I try like computer science? Took a computer science class, hated it. Um, now I don't think it was because of the actual work. I think it was because of the teacher at the time, um, and the class, the way it was structured, it didn't, it just didn't fit with my learning style. Um, but no hate on the teacher, but it just wasn't the best structured. It, it wasn't structured very well um, to my ability. So I didn't like it. So I may try to dabble in computer science or coding or something um, later on. But yeah, so tried that. Didn't really work. Thought about graphic design, which looking back at it now, I kind of wish I would have done a little bit more because, you know, the, the rise of digital graphics um, and digital art is huge. Um, so, you know, that would be a huge... Um, would have been a huge career there. Um, and then I was like, you know what? That's really not going to be the best case of money because I didn't really know much about technology. Um, 
And then, you know, looking at some of my other options, I thought about, you know, what about tech design, like technical theater? And then I realized that there was really no money there. And I was like, okay, well, what about interior design? Because I like designing stuff. I like houses. I like real estate. You know, I always had kind of a knack of like just design. And I was like, oh, why don't you know, why not? And then I was like, you know what? It, it, that doesn't like, I don't like that either. So going to college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. So um, fast forward to my senior year, came around graduation. I decided I was going to go to Lipscomb University um, simply in Nashville, simply because at the time my father and grandfather weren't in the best health. So I stayed to be close. Um, so went and fast forward to my freshman year. I remember sitting in orientation and they played a Khalid song and uh, I was like, oh my God, this is a place to be. Uh, and, you know, I really thought it was cool. You know, I was kind of on my own. It was really awesome. Um, and then I come came to realize that being an outsider at that school was what I was. And the people who I was around were also outsiders because what I realized is a lot of the people there worked their way from Lipscomb Academy up to Lipscomb University. So they already had their friend groups and their cliques and I don't blame them. I don't, I wouldn't want an outsider coming in. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I ended up kind of being a little bit of a loner. I only had a few friends, uh, shout out to Juan, shout out to Cade, um, shout out to Jacob, um, shout out to those guys. Um, and uh, those who I really hang out, I hung up around them the most. And uh, that first semester, I started studying engineering because I was like, okay, I like technical theater. I like building things. I like building sets. Why don't I try to build buildings? Because I always loved blocks. I always loved Legos. I always loved building houses on The Sims. Why not give it a shot? And then I was sitting there in some engineering classes and realized that I just did not want to... Uh, <laughs> did not want to take on the responsibility of a civil engineer. That was my major civil engineering. So I went to my advisor. I'm like, Hey, I don't really like this. I think I'm going to go undecided and actually transfer. He's like, okay, cool. So that fall or that spring semester just kind of did what I wanted to do. Um, was undecided and things like that. Um, and just to give you a, a piece of information, Lipscomb university is a very small college of about 2,500 people. So uh, the, the campus is fairly small. It's a beautiful campus. Um, the campus is very small. Um, hung around kind of the same people. Joined uh, intramural team. That was fun. Actually captained it, which was cool. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's what I did my, uh, my uh, freshman year. And then um, fast forward, I transferred to UT. That was fun. Um, I have to say that was probably one of the best decisions decisions I've made uh, in my life, simply because uh, it was just uh, Lipscomb just wasn't working out for me, and I knew that I wanted a bigger school. I wanted some sports. I wanted a football team, even though they may not have been the best at the time, and still may not be very good. They, you know, I that the culture there is what I wanted. Uh, when it came to sports and stuff, and you know, to be to be completely frank, I I didn't go there for the party culture, because that wasn't me. Um, I went there because I knew that it was going to be a good school. Um, I knew that people that I knew were going to be there eventually. Um, 
I knew that Sophia was going to be there, my girlfriend um, of four and a half years. Shout out to her. I knew she was going to end up going there more than likely. So I was like, okay, why not? Um, so yeah, transferred there my sophomore year. Uh, let's just say that my uh, <laughs> when they pair you with tra- transfers, um, the transfer orientation was n- worth nothing. It was garbage. Um, so I didn't get the full experience. But what I did get, though, I met a cool dude named Colby Griffin, um, who ended up being my roommate and, and was one of my best buds. Uh, we ended up meeting there and um, ended up being roommates. So that was pretty cool. So moving in in the fall, uh, met Colby. Me and him had a lot of the same ideals and morals and values and stuff. So cool chilling with him. And uh, had a couple other roommates. Had Daniel Anderson, who I'm actually fast forward to now, who's going to actually be moving in with me at my house in, in Nashville. Um, met him. And then uh, we also had a number, another roommate, Bryce Veerport, um, that also lived with us in Valhall. So shout out to Valhall. It was a community-style residence uh, dorm on campus. And uh, yeah, so that was a fun semester. Um, that was the first time that I was not in Nashville. I was in a brand new city, didn't really know many people, wasn't close with anybody that I went to St. Edward and then went to Father Ryan and went to UT with. They already had their own friends, which is totally cool. Um, and uh, I like I knew of people, but we were just, you know, like, oh, hey, how are you? How have things been? Good to see you. Bye. Kind of people, which is fine. Um, so hung out with Colby a lot, hung out with Daniel. He was a rugby player, had a couple concussions and stuff. Um, so uh, w- when I got to UT, you know, backtrack a little bit, I had to decide what major I wanted to go into. So backtrack a little bit more. I probably should have started with this. The reason why I chose UT as well is because they had a great business college. And while I was discovering what I liked that spring semester at Lipscomb, I figured out that I loved the idea of starting my own business, mainly because both of my parents at one point did lose their jobs that were out of their control. And I did not want to be controlled. And that's why I started my own business and am and am an entrepreneur now. Um, I just didn't want anybody telling me when I came to work, when I, you know, what I made. Um, and I was just so motivated myself to just get out of that cycle that I wanted just to become my own boss. So that's what got me into entrepreneurship, took a social media marketing agency course over the summer. That's what got me into social media and marketing. And I chose marketing as my major. So, uh, fast forward, it was a great three years. Um, I'm not going to get into some of the stories, but, uh, had a great time up in Knoxville and uh, one of the best, uh, th- you know, really three years of my life. You know, Sophia was there for my, you know, my junior and senior year, which was awesome. And that was during COVID. Um, so we spent a lot of time together. We actually lived in the same apartment building my senior year. Um, and uh, that was so fun and got to meet a lot of cool people. Got to have a lot of good experiences. Joined the American Marketing Association. Um, my sophomore year, got to throw them in there. Shout out to everybody in that organization. Um, and I became the vice president of Amaze, which uh, Amaze is basically, at the time, well, they, what we transitioned it to was basically working with local businesses on a marketing issue. It was kind of like consulting. Um, it, re- it actually really was consulting. So um, did that. That's where I fell in love with, you know, marketing as a whole. It got me a lot of experience too. 
talking with clients, meeting with people, actually executing on some of these marketing plans so I can transition it over to my actual clients. Um, and then, you know, just, you know, fast forward uh, to this past May, I graduated. Uh, and my advisor, I remember when I got to UT, she told me that uh, huh, you're going to be a semester behind because some of the Lipscomb credits just didn't transfer. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? How could they not transfer? And, and, and she was like, well, some of these don't even count in our system and you're probably gonna have to stay an extra semester. And I was like, oh, well, fuck that. I am not staying an extra semester. I love, I, I, I ended up loving the school, but I did not want to stay an extra semester. I wanted to get that, get out there as soon as I can. Cause I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, and so, you know, it, it, that's just what it, what I wanted to do. So, um, fast forward to me graduating, I graduated um, with honors at UT with a degree in marketing with a collateral and entrepreneurship uh, makes kind of sense because I, I own a marketing agency now and my own boss. So plays right in there. And uh, so that is where that is where I am today. So after UT, um, I moved back to Nashville and to give a little insight about where I'm living now, um, I'm going to make this a long story short. So, uh, 2018, which was the spring of my sophomore year, um, my grandfather was living with my dad and I at the house I'm at right now. And, uh, he was of old age and passed away naturally. Um, he wasn't at the house. He was actually in an assisted living facility for the last month, month and a half of his life. Um, so it was just me and my dad, um, that October of 2018, which is my first semester at UT. Um, my mom's mom, so my Grammy passed away of a stroke. And then that December, my father passed away of um, chronic lung conditions. That was the technical way of calling it. So um, so right now, I am uh, living in that house and uh, starting my own, starting my life, basically. Um, it's... Uh, it's 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 odd being back if I'm gonna be real with you um, because it it doesn't even really feel real um, at times it's just you know I walk around and you know I had to clear the house out and I had to basically clean it out and everything um, and then I I had to rent it out for a period of time Um but it, it's just, it's, it's odd because I, it's just hard to imagine that that was, you know, going on three years ago. And here I am today and here, you know, I'm sitting in, in the office where my dad's office and my grandfather's office was and, uh, you know, my own setup, obviously, but it, it's just it, it, odd to think about. <clears throat> that I went through that at that stage of my life. Um, I was 19. I'm trying to remember 19, 20, 20. Yeah. I was 19 at the time. Um, 18, 19, 20, basically. Um, I'm trying to think, honestly, I can't remember. Okay. But let me, I'm gonna do some math while we're on the, on the podcast. So if it's 2021 back up. So 2021, 2020, 2019. Yeah, I was 19. Okay. Um, so at, you know, at the time it was, it, it was surreal. Um, 
and it I, I just knew I had to do what I I thought they would want, which was you know keep going and push hard and know that they're always going to be with me. Um, I know this kind of got deep, but uh, I think you know, at at some point I want to actually write a book about it um, and to write a book about how losing, you know, grandparents is one thing, um, but losing a, a parent at such a young age, even, I mean, losing a parent at any age isn't easy. But the fact that I was in my first semester at a new school in a new city, it just, it, it changed me. And, and, and I had to mature and grow up in, in the blink of an eye. And, you know, I, I just can't, I can't believe that I, I'm trying to be, you know, I don't mean this in a cocky way. I, I, I can't believe that I was able to stay as calm as I was, um, and stay as collected going through that last semester. Um, cause backstory, my dad was on oxygen and, uh, his lung conditions weren't great due to smoking and we're Italian and we have a history of respiratory illnesses. So that didn't help either. Um, but he just one night in his sleep, um, aspirated, which if you, if you don't know what that means, um, it's basically when you swallow something or you, your something goes in your windpipe and goes down to your lungs. And since his lungs were so weak, it couldn't support it. So we found him in the morning. He wasn't, he didn't die at the house. Um, he was lethargic and we had to take him to the hospital and everything kind of bounced back, kind of get, get into this little story a little bit, um, bounced back and seemed to be okay. Then his kidneys started to fail. And then since his body was trying to take care of multiple organs at one time, it just wasn't a good scenario. And it, we came to find out from his, I, I think it's called a pulmonologist. Um, I have to look this up. I have to remember if it's pulmonologist. Yeah, it's pulmonologist. So his pulmonologist, um, I met with him for the first time. He's, I remember he, my dad talked about him for years. Um, met with him and basically he told me that my dad's lung capacity was at 13% out of 100 of what it should have been. Which blows me away that he was able to live even on oxygen at 13% lung capacity. Um, so fast forward, he, he eventually did pass away, um, on December 12th. And, uh, that was my first semester at UT going through exams, went in, he went to the hospital on Thanksgiving, um, stayed there for a little while, uh, and passed away on December 12th. Um, so, or December 17th, my bad, December 17th. Um, so, you know, what, what I got to say is about that is I'm going to make it short and sweet. I know I say that, but sometimes I don't make it short and sweet. Um, if you haven't, you know, I just from somebody who, who lost his dad at such a young age, don't take for granted your parents, please. I beg you because once you realize they are gone, you will not have that figure anymore in your life. And I, I don't mean to instill fear in you. What I want to instill is 
the opportunity to spend as much time with them as you can. You know, yes, parents can be a pain in the ass. Um, sometimes they, they can go too far. And when I mean too far, I mean like abusive and things like that, that are actually issues, but they do love you and they want the best for you. And I just beg you to not give your parents so much shit. Um, I've gotten closer with my mom because of it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I wish never would have happened, but I also feel an obligation to tell people that you need to, if you don't, like, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're older and your parents are still alive and you don't see them on a daily basis, just call them or text them once a day, like something simple. I talk to my mom every day now. Before, I didn't talk to my dad every day. I didn't talk to my mom every day. If I don't hear from her, I'll text her throughout the day. So it's it's just, you you don't want to live with the regret of not being able to tell them something, which is what I had to go through. I could not communicate with my dad for the last 10 to 14 days of his life. And I wouldn't wish that on anybody. So I'm going to close this up in five seconds. Don't take advantage and, and don't take for granted your parents being here. They love you. You love them. And don't take them for granted. Um, anyways, let's move on to lighter topics. Um, some of my interests. Um, so I love sports. Big Dallas Cowboys fan. Big Boston Celtics fan. I know that kind of sounds like, oh, wow, you're just like a bandwagon for these teams. No, my grandfather and my dad actually became Cowboys fans when they lived in Dallas. Uh, my dad actually washed... Um, Tom Landry's car. So um, that's cool. Was his designated car washer while they lived there. Um, and uh, fell in love with that. And actually, the reason why I'm a Boston Celtics fan is not because I jumped on the bandwagon in 2008. It was actually because I didn't have a team. And I was little, I think it was actually NBA 08 when they won the championship. And I thought their jerseys were cool. That's all that I thought. I was like, oh, they have a leprechaun as a freaking mascot. That's cool. I'm going to go for this team. Had no idea anything about the organization. Just I didn't even know they won a damn championship. I was like, I just like their uniforms. Why not? So I I, yeah, I wasn't really jumping on a bandwagon. I just liked their uniforms. I wasn't like, you know, oh, they won the championship. They have one of the best teams in history, arguably. Uh, one of the first big, big threes to come in the league. Um, but, yeah, so – Fan of that. I've uh, become a Nashville, Predator, Nashville Predators fan um, as of late. Um, it's kind of starting to get into baseball a little bit. Went to my uh, first college baseball game at UT this past year and was absolutely amazed and loved the environment. I've been to Sounds game, Nashville Sounds games before, but it was like, eh. Um, so I, lo- I got started to you know, like baseball. So I'm really into the big – you know, big four now, I mean, besides, I mean, baseball, not as much. I haven't really picked an MLB team. Um, but, uh, yeah, but other than that, I, 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 growing up, I loved NASCAR as well. I was in it. My dad loved it. My grandfather loved it. Um, everybody loved it in my family. So I just kind of fell into it. I was a Jeff Gordon fan for my entire life. And once he retired, I got out of the sport. And as of late, I've gotten back into it. And the reason why is because, the driver that drives for the 24 now, which was Jeff Gordon's number, which is Hendrick Motorsports, is William Byron. William Byron is my age, 
and he was or is at Liberty University. I believe he graduated, um, but he is my age, and I'm like, that's so cool. Somebody out there that I can relate with who has my middle name, um, and he's out there racing in the 24 car. Why the hell not? So back into the sport heavy, went to the Nashville race, Nashville Super Speedway race last week. So fun going to a Kansas uh, Speedway race in October with Vince, co-host of this podcast. So that'll be cool. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit about me. Um, let's see. I love playing guitar. I love coffee. I love beagles. Uh, I love working out. I love eating healthy. Um, I love some Starbucks Pike Place coffee with a little bit of almond milk. Um, so if you ever want to get coffee and you're in the Nashville area, uh, let's go get a get a cup of that nice Pike Place or Americano, whatever you want to drink. Um, and uh, let's see what else. Um, I love cars. That's pretty, you know, comes with the territory of NASCAR. Um, and uh, yeah, let me think. A little bit about me. Um, gosh, I love to read. I love business books, entrepreneurship books. I'm actually, that's going to be one of my topics here in the last eight minutes. Um, and also I love um, online sim racing on iRacing.com. So what iRacing is, is it's the world's premier racing simulation. Um, it's top notch. Um, it's for the best of the best. And uh, I'm trying to work my way up to become a pro driver uh, and race in the eNASCAR Coca-Cola series, which is basically the elect. It's it's esports and it's uh, NASCAR's version of esports. It's the highest level you can get in NASCAR, other than literally racing in the top series. Um, they race the same cars, same tracks, um, and it's all with real people, no AI unless you want to race against the AI, which a lot, I don't think a lot of people do. I only race against actual people. Um, but yeah, going back to a previous point, uh, or actually, let me let me do a little plug really quick. I'm racing in a new league that starts off on Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock Eastern, or 8 o'clock Central, 9 o'clock Eastern. Um, and we are going to be running a full season in the new NASCAR next-gen cars. So that is the... Camaro, the Mustang, and the Camry, the next gen that's going to be unleashed in 2022. That's going to be a fun series. If you want to check it out, I'll link the uh, URL in the podcast link. So if you're listening to this, whatever platform, go to the description and I'll link it there. Um, it's going to be a fun race. I'm starting up in fourth at Daytona. Um, one, the duel number two. So what duel, what, what basically Daytona Speed Weeks is in NASCAR. It's a series of four races where you have the bud shootout, which determines the front row and then the duels. So you have duel one and duel two, duel one determines spot number three, duel two determines spot number four and the rest of the field, obviously. So I won duel number two. So I'll be starting on the outside row in fourth, uh, driving my, what is going to be a Jeff Gordon throwback scheme to his 2005 Daytona 500 win. So Want to check that out? I would love for you to tune in. It's going to be on live on YouTube and Facebook. I'll send a loot. I'll, I'll put the YouTube link in this podcast bio or in this podcast description. So, uh, the last thing that I want to talk about to keep this right around 30 minutes is a book that I just finished by Gary Keller. It's called The One Thing. If you want any success in your life, if you want to achieve massive results, you, I implore you to read this book. This book is 
one of the only books that I've been able to read front to cover that is as actionable as any of the books I've really read. Besides Rich Dad, Poor Dad, this book was probably equally as important to my mindset. Um, just finished it today, and it's it's incredible. It is one of the best books I've ever read, and uh, I, I beg you to read it. It is insane. Um, it talks about accountability. It talks about your one thing. It talks about time blocking. It talks about accountability. Um, talks about accountability, and I want to say it accountability again because it is so much success is determined by accountability. Um, it sounds weird that I've said it like five or six times now. It's, it sounds doesn't even sound like a word in my head, but being accountable is so important to success. And if you struggle with procrastination or accountability, I'm, I'm going to stop saying accountability because I know you're annoyed and I'm annoyed too. Um, <clears throat> so I would read that if you struggle with any of those things. Um, it's a great book. You can pick it up on Amazon. Um, I'll link that in the description as well. Um, you can go purchase it. It's a fantastic book. So uh, other than that, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, and uh, if you... Um, sorry, I got distracted by my phone. goes back to another freaking podcast we just had about distractions. Got to put it away. Um, yeah, so this is just going to be the end of the, end of the podcast. Uh, thank you for listening this far if you have. Uh, we, I would love for you to subscribe on whatever platform you're on and to follow us on social. On Instagram, it is all the above social. Um, I'm going to double check that as well. I want to get these social profiles down. We haven't put too much content out because I'm waiting on Vince to get a webcam so we can actually put out great content. Um, <clears throat> but on Instagram, it is all the above social. On Twitter, it is all our ATA social. And on TikTok, it is all the above podcast. And on Facebook, it is all the above. Uh, this is John Drudris signing out. Uh, hope you have a good night. Hope you have a good weekend. And uh, I'll see you guys soon.